can't do so that, So Blippy is this, he's like mid-30s, and I don't know where the idea, I don't know nothing about him. I just heard about it the other day. Cooper was watching it. And this guy has made kids' videos as a 35-year-old dude, dresses up in these weird glasses and this weird hat, and does these kids' videos. They're like educational. And Cooper, it's like cocaine for his brain. He absolutely so loves it. Is, a, is it like a, a learning? Yeah, like he'll go to like museums and, and bakeries, and it's very educational. He'll teach you how to brush your teeth. So it's if they're going to sit there and rot their brain, I guess it's probably the best best thing they can consume. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's called Blippy. I'd, I'd never heard of it till the other day, and he I've absolutely loves heard. it. Every is it single all, morning. Is it a YouTube deal, or is it? No, well, yeah, I'm sure it's on YouTube, but... It's on, he watches it on TV and every single morning, the first thing he okay, wakes wait up. Wait a minute. I mean, did you cut the cord? You cut the cable or did you? Uh, what are you talking about? H- how am I you find Hulu. This? You ever heard of her? Hulu. Oh, that's all I'm asking. Hey, how, no, how'd you get this? Hulu then, right? We don't want to shout out Hulu because they're not a sponsor, but. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least. Yeah. Yeah. No, but check it out. Blippy. Like I said, it's it's the first thing he asks for every single morning. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Mm. So. Yeah, no, my kids have always been, um, uh, Paw Patrol is the, yeah, is the one, up. right? Like PJ Mask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Mickey and the Roadster Racers. They love yeah. that. Yeah. Like yeah. my kids love Mickey Mouse. Partly because yeah. Tiff loves Disney so mm. much. Like, mm. dude, she geeks Disney out. Plus is she, where it's at. So we get it for free through Verizon and I've never Ooh, even just rich. signed up for it. No, it's just <laughs> my cell phone is through. <laughs> you do get it free, huh? Yeah. And huh. I just have never signed up. That's, that's, that's interesting. so bad. And we keep talking about it. No, Ryan's world, dog. Yeah, yeah. I keep world. telling you, man. Ryan's world is. I think like Blippi might be the. Oh well, no, Ryan's world is that kid that unboxes the yeah, toys. The toys and, and that's insane, play. though. Yeah. Isn't, that, yeah. isn't that wild? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. You need it's to like do that. that. We need to pimp my. I need to pimp one of my my kids. My dude, seriously, careful, man. That's a hot topic right now, dude. Right? I'm yeah. telling you, man. Pepping him out. Brian's world. <laughs> that kid is making, it's, I mean, he's like yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars worth of, of I mean, crazy. Yes. Like that, that and the dude perfect. Like those yeah. are two prime examples. They got that. in first, yeah. first and did it. Created did it a well. niche. Now that we lost half of our I listeners. Here's, here's a legitimate question. <laughs> not legitimate. So not <laughs> remotely legitimate. So I, I had a roommate in college that was under the impression and from when he was a kid that you only wipe once and you're done no matter what. Mm. Well, is that no, is that common thought or is that, no, I'm like, dude, you're you're just he goes, yeah, you just always wipe no once. matter like, what. You grown ass man, you should know better than that. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I'm, my kids naturally think that they only wipe once and they're done. Oh man, I've got to coach them. But like, how how is a a 19, 20, 21 year old young man? Do you think that? Wiping Wipe once is sufficient. Yeah. But then again, he's like, well, I've never wiped twice to see if there was anything left. So first of all, so first of all, let me, here I go. I, I got to go. I got to dig into this. So how did that conversation come up That to, to the fact that, because evidently. I think it was, are you a front wiper or a back wiper? Well, oh, here's oh, the thing. No, I, just, I, I, I would imagine it came up because his ass stunk. <laughs> like, he was, he was an offensive lineman. Well, no, I don't think so. But no, your ass stinks. But, if you're wiping one time, yeah, without trying, you know, true. Yeah, that's you true. Stink. I, I, he was a roommate, and he was never like a dirty dude. It wasn't that was. I had some guys on the team that were filthy. Like we had a right. we had a center, and he was an all American center. Was but he would be the guy that we'd have training camp. We have a night practice. He'd go home, not shower after practice. In his like, so we do half pads. Yeah. So we got shorts and and shells and helmet and. 
and he'd be sweaty. He'd take his, his pads off, his helmet off. He'd go right home, fall asleep on the couch, and come right back in the same clothes that he practiced in. Yes. Like filthy. Like our quarterback's hands would stink all season long. Oh, yeah. What because the quarterback says? I don't say. They like, would. They give him a bad time. Like, you got to do something. And he just yeah. didn't care. I mean, They're, he just didn't care. He was he good play? enough. Yeah, he was a baller. Well, yeah, yeah. He was All-American. I mean, he was a freshman All-American. I mean, he was an All-American two years. He was a baller. But, yeah, yeah. just filthy. Yeah, there was a dude in high school. He wouldn't shower. He would just take baby wipes. And wipe himself down for class. See, a hey, shout out to Justin Forster. Forster, shower pill. Yeah, shower, shower pill. pill. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, yeah. no, no. Don't shout that. Can I tell you this? <laughs> Unless you want to pay for no, it, no, Justin. It, that don't count, man. That does not <laughs> no, count. It no. don't count. You can't wipe yourself down. Your water has to touch your body. Water has to be okay, to count. So, I mean, okay. to count. Okay, that's yeah. great. No, I'll that's give a great about point. Baby wipes. So the cutoff is water on the skin. Water. No, it's not the cutoff. No, soap. Yeah, there's a time limit oh, too. Oh, right? You got a minimum minimum work requirement. Yeah, it's got to be work. You know, I, I'll give you this. My, when I grew up, my mother used to show us how to take a shower. Like yeah. I still remember the steps. How old were you, man? Five, six, and I still. She walked you through the steps of taking a shower. Oh, you will too. Hey, you will too. When it's a transition, when it's a transition from a parent showering their kids to like, okay, now you're on your own. Like we've had these conversations with Luca and Tiff has them with Gia, but yeah, it's, it's, it's real, a a real real conversation. conversation. Yeah. They just think, yeah, well, yeah, no, I guess no, I never no, thought about it. No, I guess I never thought like, about it. Hey, yeah. you, hey, my mother telling you I'm, too, hey, you lift your ball sacks. <laughs> <laughs> she would say that. Lift the ball oh, sacks yeah. up and get up underneath Dude. them things. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. man. Do you oh, think yeah. she ever thought in her mind she'd have to be saying those words to her little boy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I was lifting the ball sacks. Hey, and that's, I mean, mine is, hey, get up in the gooch Like, get up in the gooch and get up in there. And you can't, you see, like, and Luca would just, like, kind of just, like, breeze over it just really quickly like nah bro you gotta get up you in there tiff, tiff pulled me aside one time she goes he's just not washing it like good enough like uh. he just kind of like puts his hand <laughs> on it because like as a parent you've also got to be like sensitive to like hey i'm not gonna spend too much time down there like i'm gonna make sure, sure i get yeah but then like then he does the same thing he's like nah bud like get that from under cheese like and get it out of there <laughs> under cheese <laughs> you know what i'm saying so I do have it a problem, is. I, here's my problem so i gotta you know my boy just turned four judea and he still has to sit on the toilet to go pee, right? So yeah. Tiffany is tasking me with him peeing in the toilet, right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, she's like, he needs to, you know, stop. He's a piss Dude, like he's a bitch. four like, years he's old. four years old, right? So he has to sit. stand up but, on the But here's stool. the deal. Does he pee he outside is, yet? All the time. Yeah, okay. like a race. So then why, outside. why not but, translate? Uh, I'm trying. This is what Amen. I'm working on. Let him get there, I'm, Ben. I'm, no, his, <laughs> this story uh, is upsetting me. Yes. Okay, well, let me tell you the story. I didn't finish the story. There's something about his... Like, hold he, on, hold on. Yeah, no. <laughs> dude. Yeah, it it flag. Like the very end, it points. <laughs> no, up. hey, you can't it's talk about. The, it's got the upward arc. It's got the upward which arc. Which later on in life will pay dividends. Hey, very hey, much hey, so. I'm like, all for right transparent things. podcasts, but no, you can't man. talk about that. No, why not? It's our kids. <laughs> so what? So wait. We're going to get flagged. <laughs> His future wife. Right <laughs> but anyway, so it points up, and I can't. I'm in the in the bathrooms. He's stepping on a stool. So if we have listeners out there, please help me out. Send, send, send. Hey, well, I'm going to send you the diagram on ways to pee when you have a boner. 
and all the different <laughs> oh, ways. Oh no, <laughs> maybe that's the way. I'm just saying, it, yeah, same same concept. Yeah, I mean, same right. concept. So, so what Seriously. you can do is you can just lay him on his stomach across the toilet. Or the handstand. The handstand is also effective. But what's happening, man? Right now, this is some serious. Yeah, this is a real deal. Because I got another story to follow this up. So I'm trying to teach him how to pee right now, and he's pissing all yeah. over the place. Yeah. The shower curtain, everything. <laughs> man. That thing, I can't control it, man. I'm, trying to, yeah. I'm like, dude, just hold it down. It doesn't matter. He's holding it down. And either they, they miss it altogether by putting yes. their hand like up above it, or they put their hand all up in it and pee exactly. all over their hand. All over it. Like they can't figure out how to just like, just guide it from like the base and push it down a little yeah. bit. Right, like they just can't figure yeah. it out. That's that's Rocco, right? So my youngest, um, and I probably shouldn't use names, of my kids. <laughs> you are throwing names out there like that. <laughs> but I, too, so. I hope this makes a time capsule uh, yeah. for his wedding. That this could come out. <laughs> so so this guy, so uh, we just took him out, and and we've been kind of lazy on the potty training. He's been potty trained for a while, but at night he always still wore a diaper because he would always pee, and so it was we. We forgot because with Luca, we had to like get up in the middle of the night, every single night, take him to the bathroom, asleep, make him pee, and then put him back to bed. Right. How old is Rocco? Uh, Rocco's three. Okay. Yeah, Rocco's three. So so now we're like, okay, enough is enough. Like, we can't have him go to bed in diapers. Like, he's got, he's got to figure out how to, like, make it through the night in just underwear. And so, like, two nights ago, we forgot to get up and take him pee in the middle of the night so of course he wakes up in the middle of the night and he comes in he's daddy i'm wet i'm wet right. and he's like soaking wet so last night specific so last night i get him up and tiff was laughing because she's like yeah so he doesn't wake up like you pick mm. him up he doesn't wake up at all so you've got to literally it's a limp noodle you've got to like hold him from <laughs> under the arms and then like get his pants down so he can stand up so he can pee well, and little, he's still asleep. Still, this whole still thing. asleep. And I'm You're like, no, I'm like, no, that's not true. Well, last night I witnessed it completely asleep. And so he stands, he not stands up. He literally is like head f like <laughs> falling over on my arm. Cause I've got one arm across his chest and under the arm and I'm holding it. I'm trying to get his like shorts and underwear down so that he could pee. Well, little boys in the middle of the night, I didn't know that you had him, but raging boner in the oh, middle yeah. of the oh, night. Yeah. Yeah. And so now oh, you didn't know no, this. No, I, I honestly, I don't remember having a boner that young. Man, well, I dude, you still, were three. You don't remember anything. Well, that's true. But I don't He's remember. I don't remember <laughs> my older son. I don't remember my older son having this at all. And so now I'm in the predicament of, oh, you got to push this thing I gotta, now. Because it's, it's yeah. pointed like to the ceiling yeah. almost. And I'm like, holy smokes. So now I got to, <laughs> because he's out completely asleep. Geez. And now I've got to point it into the toilet. Oh, no, man. And he's asleep, but like he knows that like, all right, I'm going to go. And then he went and he, I mean, it was a solid pee and then put him back to bed. And he, he didn't wake up the didn't entire wake up time. Wow. I mean, he was enough That's to a, where like he'd move a little bit, like he knew, but he was he was fighting it. He's like, I'm not, I'm not ruining you this You know sleep. what, man, I'm telling you what, Judea, I just take him outside. Yes. Not even, yeah. I just hate men. Yeah. Now, now like, a, yeah. like a puppy. Yeah. Just, hey, yeah. go outside. And you know what crazy thing is? Is that I have a, and maybe this is my age, but, you know, of course, I'm, I just turned 51. Yeah. Happy birthday, my by the way. My son out pisses me for distance. Your four-year-old? My four-year-old. Dang. Like, I'm like, I'm so impressed. Dude. I'm <laughs> that, like. It's that, I'm that like, ramp it's that up thing. you got. It's that thing. I don't even call it the ramp up. It's the thing. <laughs> that thing on the end of his that piece. That thing on the end of his piece. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Yeah, that's, cheating. Like, that's cheating. That's cheating. He's got to lose. Right. He's got a tunnel that he's cheating. It's the ski jump, right? Oh, man. Uh, I'm looking down at him like, holy. 
is that? Hey, with, with no sports, that might be another yeah. ESPN, the Ocho. Seriously. Yeah, right, like cherry yeah. spitting contest and pee distance <laughs> contest. Guys, we're getting desperate for sports right now. We're having pee contests. Yeah. All right. So all, all right. you non-parents out there, you're probably thinking, Yeah, okay, tune back, tune back in. About? Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So before we really get rolling on the real thing, we want to give a few shout-outs. Uh, first, we want to shout-out Instagram. So we have an Instagram page, at Darren Woodson Show. Uh, go follow us, like, comment, all that good stuff. And I wanted to give uh, give a shout-out to some people that have been very active on our Instagram page. They comment on every picture. They like every picture. They're just awesome. They're great. Uh, they, they, they give us great support. Um, we actually got this idea from a, a coworker of ours, Evan Stair, yeah. who is the man. Yes. Uh, hey, shout-out to Evan. Yeah, Evan, Evan's the man. And he said, guys, you should, you should start giving people shout-outs that are, that are very active. So that's what we're doing. Thanks, Evan, for the idea. So uh, I got five people on this list, and, and, and we'll do more later on as well. But Jesse Pierpoint out of Idaho. Mm. Shout out to Jesse Pierpoint. Javi G. Javi G is a huge fan of yours, Darren. Javi G. Javi G. He's the man. He, he's always commenting on everything. I love Javi G. You might know this next one, Tyler. Laura Klutz. <laughs> no, mama mama Klutz. <laughs> Who is that? Mama Klutz. That, that's that's, Your mama? That's my mama. Okay. Dude, that's my mama, man. You didn't know she, that. Uh, I didn't man. know his mama's name. How many sluts are there in this? Hey, you'd be surprised, man. You, hey, you would be surprised. You ever been to... Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when I, I, when I first that. signed... You know that's mama. When I first got in the NFL... Actually, it was Chicago, really. was <laughs> when like I was actually on TV. Uh, I mean, I would say dozens would reach out and be like, oh, yeah, we're this, this, this related. And it's like... No, yeah. no, no, we're not. But That's like, funny. there's a lot of klutzes. Yeah, actually surprising. Yeah. There's probably a lot of Woodsons out there, a lot mm. of Gibbs out there. Uh, oh, anyway, the first time I heard your last name, Gibbs, I was like, "That's a brother." Yes, I, sir. I met you. Yes, I was like, "Gibbs is a brother." Then yeah. I saw you. I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Gibbs and Ben Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Gibbs and Ben Gibbs are the yeah. only two. The only two. <laughs> this gentleman is not black. Uh, so Laura Klutz. So I, yeah, I mean, I guess I, obviously I knew she was related to you, but. Yeah, shout it's out to Mama Clutch. Yeah, That's awesome. Yep. Uh, this next one's a great name. Uh, Saigon Sun 75. Man, That's awesome. Lan, Lan, yeah. L-A-N, Lan is his name. Lan. Saigon yeah. Sun 75. He's very active. Love, love you, man. Thank you so much. And then last one we're going to give a shout out to today, Latin Betty Boop 76. Uh-huh. And that's Jessenia Gonzalez. She's been awesome. She, I think I think the, I think the yes, one of our the first J, followers. The J is silent. Yeah. I yes, think. Oh, yes, <laughs> Apparently, you yeah. just run for an extended <laughs> amount of time. Exactly. I think the J is silent. I think yes, they call it yogging. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I apologize. Uh, oh boy. And we do we do appreciate the support and the activity and 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 keep it coming because. Well, hold on, we're not done. Oh. Well, you gave a shout out to the list, right? <laughs> you just well, said the whole list. We're gonna do. Reviews on the Apple Podcast app. Oh, jump! All right. okay. Okay. Jump All right. Goodness gracious! Sorry about that. I'm only gonna do three of these. Uh, but we uh, on our Apple Podcast page, you really, really, really help us out if you leave a comment, leave a five star review. Uh, it takes two seconds, so please, please help. Can us out. we cut this before the conversation we just had prior to this to make sure that we get this information to them yeah. before we talk yeah. about, about our kids? The content yeah. that we just had. Uh, uh, I like this name, and I'm just gonna go random. Simple Million wrote, "I don't know what that means." Simple Million. You think yeah. he's you think he's loaded? Probably, maybe yeah. so, or she. This is a great opportunity to get to know one of the all-time great cowboys at a more personal level. Appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate, I, 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 appreciate you. I'd love Thank to get you. to know you too. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, there's two other people on the show, Simple Million, so thanks for the uh, shout out there. Give it a listen, and hopefully you'll enjoy the podcast as much as I do. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Delaney1111. Darren and guests, apparently Tyler, yeah. we're guests. Yeah, you guys are guests. Yes. Darren and like guests Delaney are in... one, one, one. <laughs> Hey, we'll say it again. There's two other people on the show, guys. Um, Darren and guests are inspiring while maintaining great perspective of what life is really like in such an entertaining storytelling way. Yeah, man, I love that. Highly recommend you listen. Uh, that is a great feedback. That. Yeah. That's good. Man. Appreciate you. And then the next one, this is short and sweet. So you don't really have to write a novel. You don't have to do anything crazy. The first episode, or sorry, just listen to the first episode. Can't wait to listen to more. And that was by R.M. Jinx. Mm, nice. Yeah. So a couple of shout outs there. Yeah, appreciate you Thank you guys, you guys. so much. Because think about it. I mean, this, these people literally took time out of their day to write something nice yeah. about the. And if you want to write something mean, write something mean. We don't care. But the you fact No, care. it's going to get deleted. <laughs> yeah. You don't we'll care. read it. The fact that you literally took time to, to type some, something like that, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, yeah so. and really feedback, too, because you know we're early on in this show, and there's a lot of growing that we're going to continue doing because we don't have this figured out. And I, I think yeah. you talk to guys like Joe Rogan. Clearly, we don't have it figured out by the first 15 yeah, minutes of this, yeah, yeah. this episode. <laughs> But well, but give us some feedback, producer. things that you'd like to hear, guests that you'd like for us to to talk with. Um, I mean, maybe some struggles or you've got a challenge. Like we can we can really discuss and dive into those things from our perspective. Are we the experts in every no. every topic? No, we're not. But we can we will give transparent, real uh, life experiences and how we look at it. Yeah. Uh, it may be different. It may be yeah, the same. Yeah. But. Yeah. We are going to give our perspective on it and tell you what, though, like if there is something that, that really calls for us to get an expert on the show, we'll go get the expert and we'll bring the yeah, expert Yeah, and that's what I want. I, want. I want fans to, to, to recommend some things as well. Because yeah. listen, I think, you know, us three, we're, we're just three dudes. Yeah. Three dudes, three mm-hmm. dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, three we all idiots. have idiots. three idi- idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just having a conversation, man. And that's what I love about this. Like, and I've always said this show is like therapy to me. Because I know you guys have different views and you have different outlooks and, and I, I can take some of that and apply it to my life. But, you know, those that are listening as well, I mean, just throw it back at us yeah. mm-hmm. because I definitely I want to build and I want to grow as a, as a human being yep. as much as I possibly can. Yeah. That's nothing right. we say we're trying to make gospel here. It's just experiences we've gone through. And, and uh, you know, these are our opinions. This mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to do it. There's no one set way to do anything. Uh, this yeah. is just what we've experienced, what's worked for us, what hasn't worked for us. Uh, and having said that, Tyler, yeah, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so I think that's a great segue into. You're welcome. Yeah, well done, well played. Well, is we're we're good. continually trying to grow on this show. <laughs> in the business, they call it. <laughs> what do they call it in the business, Darren? Segue. What? What are they doing? No, the like the, what's the official word at ESPN? Like when they, when you transition into something. Yeah, something like transition. I don't transition. Know. Oh wow, that yeah, that, that was mind blowing. Hey, don't try to overcomplicate this. <laughs> I know. Come on, man. there has to be a phrase for it. <laughs> So we're always trying to get better and we want coaching from our, our audience, our, our listeners. Um, and so what we're going to talk about is just the concept of coaching. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple ways to look at it. There's ways of giving coaching, um, and how you present ideas, advice, uh, to others. And then I think the bigger thing that we're going to spend the majority of the time on is how we receive coaching. Uh, I think it's really hard for us as individuals to take criticism. I think that if someone gives us feedback on our performance, our personality, our thoughts, our beliefs, we get very defensive if it if it contradicts what we believe 
uh, is true. And so what that does though, is if we don't receive the coaching, then that hinders progress and that slows that progress down. So we're going to go over a, a handful of things uh, today, give some experiences for us from us about coaches that we've had. And we're not talking about sports all the time. That's a big portion of what, what the three of us at this table have gone through. But we want to also talk about just life coaching, the mentors that we've had in our lives. And sometimes that's the hardest coaching. You know, sports, you understand like, hey, you got to take this six inch step in that direction or, hey, you've got to read this. You got to read this guard or, hey, you got to you got to read these route combinations and you got to adjust accordingly. We understand that we're going to get coaching. But when it's unsolicited advice in the in the workplace, in our family, what's really hard to hear because we feel like that is an attack on us personally. Right. When that is not the case. And even if it is that doesn't discredit the value of that coaching Mm -hmm. because you can take it. If you take it from a different perspective, then you can actually take what you need from it to progress or take it, digest it and say, that's not valid, Mm -hmm. but don't just dispute it altogether because you feel like it's an attack or or from what it is. Yeah. Like, like you said, we're going to talk about coaching and sports and also in life, but just replace that word coaching with management or, mm. you know, apply, yeah, apply these lessons to, yeah, to, to you at the workplace or whatever you're doing. Uh, so when we talk about the sports analogies and, and the examples we're going to use, just, just put yourself, like I said, just replace that word coaching or, you know, with management, if that's more applicable to you. Yeah. But don't you feel like that coaching, let's go ahead and dive into it. Like coaching, coaching to me, like I've had people give me advice or be critical or whatnot, but it, for me, it's always been, you know, how I feel about the person that's given that to me. Mm-hmm. And that, that enables me to receive it however I need to receive it. But if I truly respect you mm-hmm. as a coach and you're giving me information, then I'm not going to be sensitive to it. You yeah. can bitch, yell, scream at me, whatever it is. And if I really respect you, like Lovey Smith, mm-hmm. I always go back to Lovey Smith in, in college. As a football coach, he could say – Whatever it is to me, and I would not, I might get a hurt, but I'm not going to say, well, he don't know what he's talking about because blah, 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 blah. It's because I respect him so much because he's earned that respect mm-hmm. for me. What did he do to earn that? He's just, he, he went through the process with me. He's gone through the processing. I've watched him say what he, whatever he means, he's going to do it. Yeah. And I've watched mm-hmm. him as a man do those things. Mm-hmm. as a Not just a coach, as a man, I've seen him do certain things a, a certain way and he's been consistent throughout. And that's what gives me the belief that, okay, he has my best interest at heart mm-hmm. and then I can apply, apply it. So he would say things and I would be like, you know, he'd be disappointed in me in, in, in one area or another. And I would be hurt by it. Like, God, man, I need to, I need to pick this up. I, you mm-hmm. know, I would actually feel it, mm-hmm. yeah. but it, it, but it has to be some type of respect. If I don't respect you at all, like I always hear the, the the advice of like people always say, hey, you know, I've always been told don't don't accept uh, uh, advice from from broke people, mm. don't don't accept business advice from broke folks. Mm. Yeah, you ever heard that before? Yeah, heard it. Like if you're broke, you can't give me any business advice. I'm yeah. sorry, right? Yeah. But if you're a, a person that has that comes from a consistent background, and I know you are, then I'll take it. Parcells is Bill Parcells the same way. Let, you know, you just knew what you were getting. From them. Darren, you not having a father figure in your life was, was Lovey Smith the first coach? He was Smith. the first. He was the first. Yes. So you talk about he had to earn that respect. What are some ways that he showed that, that 
allowed you to give him that respect. He had to do some things tangibly. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like you just showed up day one. Oh, he's my coach. So no. I respect him. What, yeah, I, I totally agree. What like, are some examples of things he did look, to build we, that We trust? used to have a study hall early in the morning. We had to be there, I think, at 630 as, as freshmen uh, coming in. It was like 630 a.m. study hall. He was already in the building. And he was already in the building. That's one mm-hmm. that I thought. Oh, so that stuck with you right there. That just stuck with me. Him time. being there. Him not being just, there. Yeah, not just crazy? the first week. All the time. It, all the time. Yeah. Isn't that crazy right there? Before we even go any further, being present. Yeah. Just being present. Being there. Being available. Like You, you notice that say. immediately. Immediately. That's awesome. And that's that's one thing. I'll tell you another one that really, to, to this day, is that we used to have, we used to be in this ac- academic center, and it was all sports academic center where you you have a locker room on the bottom floor and, and the you know, strength conditioning floor, but everything was done in this one building and you had all walks. You had the, you know, the tennis team, the, you know, every sport you can imagine, but then you'd also have like admins on certain floors as well. Right. And I can remember getting in the elevator and I was about to walk in the elevator and there was a couple of young ladies that were standing there and coach Smith was right there by me and he hit me in the chest like I was the elevator open, I was about to walk in, and it was like bam. Wait. The girls walked in, and then I walked in, right? Then mm. Coach Smith walked in, and then then but he's on the way down. He said, You ever get in a damn elevator before these young women? But I've saw him do it over and over and over again. That it to the to this day it applies to me. Mm-hmm. It applies to my everyday. He's always said, Don't let my hand, a woman's hand better not touch that door. If you're standing there mm-hmm. and it's yeah. the same thing that applies, but that's, those are the things a little, it's like the mm-hmm. smallest things mean so much. Yeah. But if you can be consistent as a coach doing so, right. You'll earn that respect. I know in college we used to just say, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. The people oh, yeah. that lived oh, yeah. it, the people that lived it out, like in, in my other coach uh, or my head coach used to say, you know, his dad used to tell him your actions speak so loudly that I can't hear what you're saying. So mm-hmm. it's, it's all about living it right. Mm-hmm. And earning that respect. So, so that point is, is you talked about, okay, Hey, love used to coach me no matter what he said, I took it, but other people, not necessarily the case. I think the first and first and foremost is, is really separate the what from the who, mm-hmm. right. When it comes to coaching, just because you respected lovey and I don't want to discredit him, but you respected him. So you soaked everything in that he said, because right. he earned that. And right. I get that. But that didn't discredit the D-line coach giving you feedback on mm-hmm. something. You know That didn't discredit the receiver's coach that maybe, hey, Darren, I saw this, you do this. You didn't have the level of respect. But the biggest thing is, is separating the what from the who. Take the content yeah. that is given to you, remove it from whoever it is. I know for me, my D-line coach in college, and, I, and I've talked about him quite a bit, in college I had a really, really hard time. I mean, he was – You mean, loved this guy, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He wore you. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I can't. He made Tyler push the five man sled by himself. Hey, so, uh, so we were doing a workout the other day, and uh, with like a little family workout, we did twenty burpees or up downs, right? And Tiffany was like, "Oh my gosh, like you made those look so easy." I'm like super out of shape right now too. She goes, "You made those look so easy." I was burpees. Like, this is like nothing. full pads. I, no, I am not kidding you. I did one thousand up downs in one practice. In one practice. Because I had two grade checks that I didn't turn in my, so my coach uh, he used to, he used to hand out up downs like Skittles, like it was. Yeah. Like, oh, that's pity. That's it. You want to keep talking? That's pity. It's another pity. Keep going. Okay, 
That's two hundred, and he holds you to it. That two fifty, and we all know time. you're one uh, to, to not be quiet. <laughs> no, and I will because I was the guy that like I took it upon myself to, hey, if even though I get it, this guy I don't think he gets it. So I'm going to keep asking the question. I'm going to ask it over and over because he was he was a do it my way or no way, mm. right? Like, and he was the guy that would watch the same first step. 37 oh, times God, mm-hmm. back and forth just like this <laughs> and yeah. not say a word and like you know what it is or like you yeah. see your hands flare out right and not punch straight yeah. like it was just that so he was that guy so there was a period in college that i was so just angry with who he was right and how he approached coaching to us because that's so different than i would have done it because i wanted to like love on the guys and mm. like be there and mentor and and really talk through everything and i want you to understand it whereas he was like no like this is how it's done, and I expect it to be that done. If you don't, get the hell out of my room or figure it out. Right. You got to figure it And so there was a period, and it was uh, 2006. It was my junior year, and I'd been an all-conference defensive end the year before, so I felt like I, I knew everything. You earned it. Yeah. I, no, I didn't. I felt like I did. Mm. And, and so I literally shut him out. No matter what he said, I would not listen to it. And just regardless of it, because I thought I was smarter than him. Mm. And that wasn't the case. I mean, this guy was writing his doctoral thesis on sports psychology. So he like, he is this guy, Kerry Lachlan, like this big guy that like, I mean, he played, he played in the league for a little bit. Um, he had big old blue blockers on. He had like, he always wore the dry fit and the taco meat would like yeah. trickle through <laughs> on his, on his shirt. Right. And he always wore this like fishing hat, like every single day I wore the same thing. And I just was like, no, he doesn't get it. Like. He doesn't understand like the game and like it's and he's old school because we watched the same freaking teach tape over and over. It was Jason Stewart who was at the at the school a couple years before that, and it was his Indianapolis Colts tape and then his Eastern Michigan tape, like mm. his pass rush. Like that's all we watched. The same thing. I'm like, he has no idea. So the problem was is I did not progress in 2006 like I should have because I shut out the coaching because it was the who, not the what. Right. Yeah. He had nuggets all over the place but I would not listen to who or what he was saying because of who he was. Why do we do that? I mean, because the guy clearly had, you know, the skins on the wall, the, the resume to, yeah. to coach you up. I had yeah. a, I had a high school O-line coach, uh, coach Smith and RIP coach Smith. Actually, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he <laughs> you just, just assumed. Assume. You <laughs> was he a hundred when he was, yeah, he was pretty old. <laughs> okay. he, he was pretty old. He, he was at least 80 probably. No, I don't know how old he was, but he was old. He coached, Back in the, before he came to us, because again he's an he's an old dude. When I was yeah. 2006, he had coached. Y'all remember Eric Winston, yeah. and Cedric oh, yeah. Benson from oh, yeah. Midland, oh, yeah. from yeah. Midland yeah. Lee, yeah. the old you know state champs for three years. So he was their O line coach uh-huh. in the early whatever, whenever that was. And then he came my senior year and was our O line coach. But all the all the credentials in the world to coaches up, but I was the same way as you. It's like this guy doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. I'm yeah. good, and I would talk back, and I wouldn't listen. I don't know where that came from. Why? I was so arrogant and thought, mm-hmm. I don't need the coaching from this guy, but it yeah. might've been his approach. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And I think again, we feel like we're being attacked by this person. We don't agree with this person's delivery or experience, whatever it is, like their personality, it doesn't matter. But what we're missing is the fact that, okay, I'm now prohibiting myself from growing right. as opposed to, I'm going to take what it is and I'm going to use that. And that's the next point is know your tendencies. Know how you process coaching. Yeah. If you don't understand like who I am, because everyone receives coaching differently. Like I receive it different than Ben. Ben, you receive it different than Darren. Darren and I are exactly the same, you know, future Hall of Famers. That's how we do it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Hall of but, Famers think alike. But know man. how you process information. For me, 
I know for, I like someone like taking the time to explain why, like, I need to know why it's not about just how, don't tell me just how to do it. I need to know why I'm doing oh, it that man, way. I'm so opposite. You are? Yeah. Oh, so opposite. You don't care about the why? No, no, man. Just, you know, look, I, I'm, I guess I've always like, if it applies to whatever it is, if it's, mm. you know, commercial real estate or if it's football, just tell me what you want me to do. You don't feel like though that prohibits like your growth because I think about it. It's like, okay, just tell me to do it. Now I'm just a robot. No. Like I, I don't I just, understand I the context I, I behind I, it or why I'm doing I'd say it. I, I probably I, gravitate more towards you, Darren, that yeah, way too. I'm like, look, what's, what am I getting out of it? I think, again, it goes back to a, a, a mindset of myself. So that's no, surprising me about you, Ben. The, <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're a physical trainer. You need to know why you're doing those exercises. I need, need to know why I'm doing it. But if you tell yeah. me to do something, I curl up and I say, all right, yes, sir. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> I just felt like, like, here's my deal. What is the ultimate goal? Is it for me to get better? Because I'm always, I'm always looking at it as, I'm not so much looking at it as the, per, the person, the coach or whoever's giving me the information. It's, what is my personal goal? Mm -hmm. So if, you're selfish is what you're saying. Damn right I'm selfish in this. So I look at it as, what is my personal goal? How do I achieve it? And now if you're going to give me advice mm -hmm. on how I can better myself, I don't need to know all the, don't, I don't have time for the, all the, yeah. the, you know, all the ins and outs mm -hmm. and all that. Tell me how I'm going to get there. Yeah. And then you give me the game plan, I'm going to do it. Yeah. See, and you say selfish. I think the same way about mine. I think selfish because... I need to understand it well enough so that I can coach someone else to do it because what's the number one way to learn something is teach to be, somebody, to be able to teach yeah. somebody. Right, right. So I think of it in that way. It's like, okay, if someone just tells me, all right, on bench press, uh, just come down to your chest and push it up. Dude, as, don't as, tell as me you're that dude. Don't no. tell me you're okay, that guy. Well, well yeah, but my why? shoulders have I mean, to be yeah, all the way Yeah, back you got to flex your shoulders. Is, that a, is that a subtle shot yeah. this way? No, I'm not saying <laughs> No, but I am that guy. I am that guy that I mean, is like, I'm sick. Let me ask you this. And, and when you when you guys used to watch film, were you the... I was that guy. Oh, I know, I know the, exactly. I was that but guy. But why, no, coach? I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. But why, coach? Oh, what if, what if What if they came out in this defense and we were running this offense Dude, and... That's what, how do we... You just, you just cracked the code. This is the second time he's told us about re-step every, th he'd rewind every 30 times. He's rewinding because of you. you exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the reason. Off. <laughs> oh, I get it. I'm I, that I guy. Totally get I it. mean, talk to Gary Brown. Talk to, I mean, I'd wear him out because like, I want to, I want to walk through the entire play. I want to know each scenario. Okay. If this yeah. happens, how do I react to that? If I'm this, because I don't want to be unprepared. Now I'm not talented enough to be able just to react to it. I have to train myself to be able to react fast enough because I know that it's coming. That was the player that I was. I was not an instinctful player. I had to learn my way through it. And the biggest transition to fullback was, okay, how do I understand how to adjust off of the offensive lineman to get to the right angle to block the linebacker to get my head on the right side so that I can make sure that we're gap sound um, from an offensive perspective so the running back has a lane. Like, I need to – it was not a, hey, just go hit that dude, make sure you block him <laughs> yeah, that way. Yeah. It was like, well, how do I do it? Just go kill dude. his ass. Yeah. You how do, do I do it? Destroy picture, him. You picture every cliche white boy football player <laughs> <laughs> characteristic, <laughs> and that was Tyler. Was Just did that description right there. It was there. me. I, I studied – I was a student in the game. I tried to – I had a high motor. <laughs> I, I worked harder than everybody My else. Effort. I knew I where to be at the right effort. time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You guys done? <laughs>
No. I, you know what? But you know what? I, I, I see that in you, though, Tyler, yeah. because if you look at Tyler's, like, just go to his house. He's fixed every damn thing in that house. Yeah. The shelves, though. What did you run down the other day? You it's ran that you're whole. Curious. No, you ran that whole with the rocks and yeah, yeah. It's called a French drain, right? Drain, it's yeah. called a river. <laughs> lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a French drain. But he's his mind works that way. Yeah. He has to see yeah. it. You yeah. have to explain it, and then he has to do it, so mm-hmm. he can be able to teach you yeah. how yeah. to do it. And that's so. back to the point: is just knowing that. Right. And and I think so often we get coaching and we react, but I think if you can, okay, someone is giving me a point, whether it's feedback, criticism, whatever it is, if you can just say, okay, hold on, let's understand how I process this. If it's not in the delivery that like I want it to be just understand, okay, that is not them. That is me. And let's now I'll take the information that they've and then shift it in a way that processes from, from myself. right? Right. And that's just, just to utilize the information because not everyone gives advice nice. coaching right. the way that we're supposed to receive it but if you understand okay i'm the person i get super defensive like i just know that like mm-hmm. I'm, and i'm not speaking about myself but an example i get defensive if someone gives me any feedback okay know that so that i can say okay my initial reaction is defense mode okay i get that now i get something let's just pause for a second mm-hmm. before I get defensive and maybe say something or hurt the relationship or something like that. Just knowing that about yourself can allow you to receive the coaching that is, that is out there mm-hmm. and free to receive. And that's why, that's why management, if you find yourself in a management position is the yeah. hardest job there is. I don't know if you two have ever had a job where you had to manage people, but everything we're saying right now, you can't, I can't coach Tyler or manage Tyler the same way I manage right. everybody's yeah. different. And yeah. you have to understand people and, and their differences so if you're sitting here listening to this, most of us are probably going to be on the receiving of coaching end, but some, some of the people yeah. listening are, are in management. Like I, I, I had a role in management uh, at the gym that I used to work at, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done because you've got 25 people, 25 different personalities, all that you're trying to manage and you're trying to talk. And it's, it's to save your sanity, you're trying to just think one message and, and try to make it as easy as possible. Method. Right. But you just can't do it. If you want to get the best out of people, there's just no way that you're gonna be able to do a one size. Yeah. Because you got to know who's going to, who's going to apply it like Tyler. Tyler is going to receive it totally different mm-hmm. than the next guy. But you know, I've grew up in that same mentality, with you know, with coaches and even in the business world, the best of the best coaches are the ones or the best people that manage are the ones who understand who their employees are yep. yeah. or their players mm-hmm. are, right? Mm-hmm. And they know that they're gonna they can they'll I've had coaches that knew that they can come after me. Yeah. Cause they knew I was just gonna be like, all right, whatever. Yeah. You know, I might argue with you. Mike mm-hmm. Zimmer was the guy who coached me here, he was a Minnesota Vikings coach uh now, and everybody that knows Mike Zimmer knows that he's in your face. He'll call you every MF mm-hmm. in the in the world. And we got into arguments during games and he'd be coaching and yelling and screaming. And I'd be like, that's just them. Mm-hmm. And I did not take it to heart. He's right. my best friend after the fact. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there was other guys he would cuss out during the game. And they, when he, especially they when he first came, the shell they quit. curl up, they're done. Like, so he done. had, so did he have one delivery method he for every player? One, he, a lot like your coach. Yeah. One delivery method. Mm-hmm. Either you're on board or you're not. Yeah. And if you're not, then, so so damn be it. Go yeah. somewhere else. But, I think that's the old school kind of football mentality, it is. right? Yeah. The coaching yeah. mentality is, yeah. hey, I'm going to do it my way. If you don't conform to me, yeah. that's on you. But then there's, I'm telling you, there's, there's, 
And I say that about Zim, but then there was a certain way that he would come across. He wasn't like in an attacking mode. It was almost like in a, in a, a way of he knew what was going to, that, that button to push on me. He just knew it. He knew what mm-hmm. to say during a game that was going to be like, oh, fuck. you know, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he just and he knew that on uh, with every each and every player to say, this is their button. I at this time during the game, they fuck up. Yeah. I'm pushing that damn button. Yeah. yeah. You think he knew that, or you think oh, he just absolutely. got lucky? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. He knew. He yeah. knew. He he, he the, was his own man. But yeah, but it's just it's for me. It's just how how do you receive it? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it has to be. It's not so much about the coach. It's about us as individuals, absolutely, and how we receive that inf- that criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's been times in my life where I've, I've, my entire life I've always been told you're coachable mm-hmm. because I don't get butt hurt on things. Yeah, and I don't need to know every damn thing, the, the all ins and out, Tyler, about why why the offense came out in this formation and now they're going to do this. But why? Well, what's a split twenty two? What's my job? Okay, what, what is my job? How am I going to get that interception? Mm-hmm. Or how am I going to make that big play? That's all I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. help me get to that point. Right. And as a management or a coach, you've got to know that, that you guys are completely different in the way that, and, and how I've delivered these messages are going to be completely different. All right. And I think we, we got to go back to the Lovey example. He earned that respect because of the consistency. And if you're in a leadership role, I think of, um, we're watching the show Friday Night Lights, like, uh, the season that was Shout on. Shout out to West Texas. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And so Eric, Coach Eric Taylor, right, is the guy that he's not going to coddle you. He's not the guy, but he's going to demand the respect because he's consistent. He's hard on the guys. Yeah. He's not like lovey-dovey. Like, you know, a lot of these coaches want to be best friends. And that's not how you – consistency and earning that respect because now it's going to be received. Think about like in the workplace, right? There's somebody that always wants to give advice. I mean, every office has them. Everybody has someone in their office that it's like, I watch how you do business. Like, that's not what you're saying. Like, you're saying the right thing, but you're not doing the right thing. So the biggest thing for leaders out there and the, the best thing you can do for your team is go live it, right? Yeah. Even if you're just in a management role, right? You're not actually out selling or you're not actually out doing operations. You're in a management role. But the consistency and living out what you preach, it goes way beyond what you're actually saying. So just make sure to have that because if you want something received and you're saying one thing but doing the other, nobody's going to listen to you. You know, to that point, one of the best or probably the best boss or manager I ever had, his name is Travis DeSisso. He was at the, at the gym I was at, and he would actually, and this dude worked his way up from the ground floor and, and practiced what he preached. And to your point, what you just said, that you don't necessarily have to go out and do sales. Well, he would. Right. He would walk with us on the floor and coach us through conversation and do it himself. Yeah. And so he, instead of saying, hey, this is what I used to do 10 years ago, he would actually apply the lessons he was teaching to us at that moment. And now, yeah. did it work out every time? No, because it doesn't work out every time. Right. Right. But the point is, he would literally be there right next, right next to you, and walk you through that situation. I thought yeah. that was, that's yeah, I know, I, I, I thought think that was so, so awesome. I think the one thing, and Tra- yeah, you're right. Travis is a good man yeah. too. He's, and, and he's, being around him and understanding who he is. But the one thing about being a leader or a boss or what a coach, whatever it is, is setting parameters and setting precedents early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Set the expectation. You have yep. to set the expectation. Yep. You can't go through a process in which you're changing things right. six months from now, mm-hmm. and then you expect everyone to follow. Or week five in the oh, quarantine. We, yeah. <laughs> you know? five. Hey, guys, we're actually now we're going to change everything that, <laughs> no, we've, that we've allowed. It, it, don't, it does not work that yeah. way. I think you have to set that precedence early on. You know, I remember when Bill Parcells came in with the Dallas Cowboys, and while wow, you're eating your beef jerky, what do you mm. call this now? Hey, don't, no, 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 don't, don't hey, shut them out. Don't shut they, them out. Don't no, shut them out. No, why not? Strive. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a client of ours. We can do it. Strive Foods. You get built shout on. Strive. Beef Biltong. It's, it's unbelievable. So cool. it's a healthy beef jerky. So typical beef jerky has, and even if I call it beef okay. jerky, they, they cringe. No more commercials until no, they good. pay us. It's good. No, it's good. Oh, man. Come on, Strive is a part of Like no soda, no preservatives, no sodium nitrate, no like very, very low sugar, and it's just a really high protein snack. It's really actually good. No, it really is actually is really good. Yeah. Thank okay. you, That's a damn good okay. pitch. Yeah, yeah right. You like that. You gotta read. You gotta do our reads yeah. Strivefoods.com. <laughs> the most protein <laughs> in the world. It is in a, one bag. It is the most bro snack out there for sure. Four uh, bros by bros. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Strive. You guys are not bros. Don't listen to my guys. Anyway, actually started, actually started by a uh, former teammate of mine, uh, Gabe Creamy. He's one of the, he was the president. Gabe is a yeah. monster, man. Yeah. He was an offensive lineman for Wisconsin, first round pick to Dude, the Bears. Now he's yeah, I'm shredded I'm and jacked. Isn't mm-hmm. Awesome yeah. weight. Oh, yeah. You noticed. Lost turn away. Wait, wait a minute. Um, yeah, but but yeah, to to your point. So Parcells comes out. Yeah. Like, can I finish the damn story? That's where I was trying to see. So disrespectful. You're trying to do free commercials, and this man's trying to I'll tell us about Parcells. He I did bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> I did bring up Strive. Like, but why did you bring it up though, Darren? Because <laughs> I saw the <laughs> Strive. <laughs> bros, bro. bros. <laughs> You're bros, bro. All right. Anyway, so Parcells comes in. We had gone five and eleven three straight years. And you talk about setting precedence and just setting the parameters early on. He walks, I walk in his office and he sits down with me and he says, look, have you ever heard of the scorched earth process? My, my the, what, the what? Scorched earth oh. process. And I mean, you know, I'm yeah. no. Say que? Yeah. No hablas? So he says, well, let me tell you what the scorch is first. He says, everything's going to die. I'm going to burn everything that you guys have done the last five, six years here. Dang. You guys, no discipline. Guys showing up late. Uh, you guys don't really know football. There are too many distractions. People coming in and out of the locker room. All that stuff is dead. I'm killing it. And he set to me, he set precedent. So yeah. he started saying, uh-huh. I don't want you as the captain of the defense. You don't have to worry about begging guys to stay later to watch film, helping guys get there early, bailing people out of jail. You, that's, not, that's not your job anymore. Mm. Your job is to be the best football player you can possibly be. Let me deal with everything else, right? And that set precedence because when he came in the first day, dude, it was like, bam, here it is. This is the practice schedule. Your ass show up late for meeting. You're fine. Here's a fine schedule. You knew exactly what everything was from like step one. It was like a book. It's like a manual. You knew exactly what it was. He simplified everything. And then he held you to the fire. Mm. And that was for me, that was like the best part of being a leader because you knew exactly yeah. what was yes. expected. He of put you. it down from yes. day one. So there were no changes. Yeah, I love that. And if we did have to make a change, he just said, hey, look. I'm going to make this. I got to, yeah. we got to do it this certain way. 
and we all followed it. Just yeah. follow suit. What was that first year like with him? I oh, mean, it was tough, man. I mean, how many people got fired? How oh, many people? How many guys got cut? Yeah, that's what I I'm mean, saying. guys that that you thought were going to be lifetimers. Yeah, with the Cowboys gone yeah. now. What year was this? It's gone. Four? Oh, uh, four? Three. Oh, three. So you had two years with him, right? I had two yeah. years with him. But he he just, I learned more in a year's time with under Bill Parcells than I knew in 11 years. Mm. Wow. I just, he was that good as far as Gosh. being a leader. And some of the things that he's he taught me or he said during practice, I apply it to my kids now. Wow. Still to this day. To this day. Yeah. What but about that's being a leader? What about yeah. Jimmy Johnson? What was he like? Jimmy was uh, not as personable as Parcells. Really? No. See, that's no. funny because but, you would think from an outsider that like Parcells is like stoic, Belichick. Like, oh man. I don't yeah, want not, like not Northeast. not a ton of yeah, not yeah. a ton of personality. Whereas Jimmy Johnson, you see him on TV, and you know he's fishing oh, all the he's, time. Uh, his personality is totally Changed. different now. Oh, really? Right? Oh yeah, he's different. I mean, you could, I could walk down the hall with Jimmy, and Jimmy wouldn't even look at me. Really? Oh yeah, but this is it's different because I came in and I was 22, 23. Yeah, I was about yeah. first You're two years. Yeah. So I didn't have Snot that time. Like a Troy or yeah. a Michael Irvin had with him. I didn't have that that ups and downs. Wait, that they all coaches through. don't do that to you when you walk in the hallway? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, I thought that's what just NFL coaches were supposed to do. <laughs> and but high school. And college. Our, our coaches just call, you. Our coaches call those, those guys turd freshmen. Turd freshmen. Turd yeah. freshmen. You were a turd rookie. <laughs> but let me say, I'll say this about Jimmy. He was the best at managing. He knew what to bring, which coach, to bring the coaches in, how to coach the coaches to apply those coaches would apply whatever it is to the to the to the game plan and to the to the players, right? Mm -hmm. So he used to always say, shit rolls downhill. Yeah. He'd go in like the coaches and we I could be sitting there and watch him go in on Dave Campo or Butch Davis, whoever it was. He'd just be going in on them like after practice. Yeah. And then those coaches, we get in the meetings, and Campbell, oh. he would, Campbell would rail on us. Oh, yeah. You that was it. Hey, that was it. When, you, when you're out on the field and mother the head coach comes oh, down on your <laughs> coach. Oh, yeah. Like, he comes down on your position. You knew coach. you were in trouble. Oh, oh you were in this trouble. film session is going to suck. Oh, it's going to be a beating. Yeah. It's going to be a beating. But that yeah. was Jimmy. Jimmy was great. At, he yeah. was a CEO. Yeah. And he was the best at it. Parcells is a great CEO, but coached every position. Punt returners. He's showing them how to catch balls. Uh, D lineman, what hand to put down. Uh, on when they're on what side of the ball. I mean, yeah. every little thing. But then he would go in after practice and would catch you watching film. He'd walk the halls and walk in the room. I don't know how many times I've sat. I've been sitting there watching film by myself, and he'd walk in. I had no idea he'd walk in. And he'd be sitting in the back of the room. Huh. Just watching. Yeah, how are you? Film. And then he'd say, hey, you know, yeah. what are you seeing on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What? <laughs> But that's how he was. Or come in and sit in your locker after yeah. a long day of practice. On a day off, on a Tuesday, I'd be in there on a Tuesday getting treatment. He'd walk in and just talk about family. That was Parcells, man. That's awesome. And that, that's the thing you never really awesome. saw. No, about. you didn't. Yeah. I so had no idea about that. The only the only guys that, that I played with were Witt and, and Tony were the only yeah. guys left that had the Parcells era you know, still attached. And they used to say, I mean, dude. Bill was the greatest. Like mm -hmm. he was in the training staff. They loved Bill yeah. too. Even though I think Bill tried to get rid of them, but Jerry, Jerry Probably said did when he first came in, yeah, scorched yeah, earth. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. But, but everyone had nothing but great things to say, but from an outsider, it was like, dang, he was like a hard ass. Yeah. Like he was tough. I man. mean, granted he was, but I think, I think just like kids, 
I think athletes and really everyone craves discipline. Like everyone wants that. Like they mm -hmm. want structure. They want to know what is expected of them. Because I think when people, and especially athletes as they transition out, when you're just let go, people yeah. struggle because there's no structure. There's no discipline. It's just go figure out what you do. And then they just struggle. Right. Because they don't have that purpose and focus on, okay, what it is. When those expectations are set, mm -hmm. I think that's when guys thrive. That's awesome. Um, okay, so so focusing on one thing is another concept of coaching. As opposed to taking this entire evaluation that you get, you know, your quarterly evaluation from your CEO, and this is this, and you did this, and this, and this, and this, and that, and, you know, you're doing this well, but you need to fix this and give you a list of 15 things to do. Mm. Focusing on one of those things. I know in football, mine was every day I had to do one thing. I had to get a little bit better at one thing because in the NFL, you've got 99 opportunities, mm -hmm. right? Between Monday or uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practices. I don't count Saturday because there were walkthroughs, really. So you've got a couple days. I'm sorry, dude. I just, <laughs> just listen to Tyler, and I'm like, this dude right here is. He's that guy. He's, he's that guy. 100%. He's that guy. Like, it's, this dude you can't have to be show up there. A, B, C, D, E. Yeah, you better get it right, coach. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, if a coach ever messed up, oh you, my were gosh. All, you rolled Tyler his ass, didn't you? Did you? If a coach ever. Came and I would, I would lay on when I got comfortable. Then there was a level of sarcasm too that was laid on top of it too. So I mean, how my coaches like me? I, I don't even know if they. Well, did. that's the thing. I was just going to say. That's the question. Real, real question. Question. really like you. Real question. You think they sat in their coach's room like and they're like, "Dude, mother. did you hear clutch today?" Oh, oh my gosh, god, that dude for sure. Wear you know me why? Out. Because he's going to hold their ass to the fire. Because yeah. how many times those coaches? I guarantee you, you were probably the most talked about dude. He's like, "This dude's sharp as hell." Because he is. He's, I'll give him that. He's sharp. He's, sharp as what? He's smart. <laughs> he's smart dude. So, but I guarantee the coaches would be in up meetings and going, man, this dude is wearing me. Yeah, I, bet, I better study it. So I, I'm yeah, I got to answer Tyler's questions. I got to stay and watch extra film. I actually have to do work. <laughs> Continue the story. Yeah, we're focusing on one thing. Focusing Strive. on one thing. <laughs> Protein power. <laughs> So focusing on one thing and not trying to get better at everything all at once. And so, you know, it, it, again, for me, it was, okay, today, my pad level, I'm going to keep, I'm going to get better at my pad level. I'm going to be lower on contact. Mm -hmm. I had a tendency of getting high just because I'm stiff. I'm a stiff white guy that tries hard, that's coachable, <laughs> that is team first. That, <laughs> heck of a motor. <laughs> heck of a motor. <laughs> Student of the game. Sneaky, weight room. Weight room. athleticism. <laughs> weight, a weight room warrior. <laughs> Go up early, leave late. First yeah. one in. So that was me. <laughs> So because of all that, I had a high pad level. And so uh, but so it was one thing at a time because there was so often I'd go into practice and I'd be like, all right, I got I to gotta make sure that my foot is down on contact, mm. making sure my hands are inside, making sure – and I wouldn't get better at any of them. And focusing on one one item, you know, in, in right nowadays, it's – you know, in real estate, it's like, okay, I've got to get better at reading leases. I get better at negotiation. I get better at cold calls. I got to get better at this. I got to get better at that. And it's like – there's so much that I can't get better at any of it because yeah. mm -hmm. there's there's too much content. But if today I'm focused on, hey, my intro into a cold call, I'm going to get better at that. Mm. Or, hey, I'm going to get better at understanding negotiation tactics when it has to do with term or TI, tenant improvement allowance, something mm -hmm. like that. Like when you break it down into one thing and you get better, you start stacking days on top of it. 
And that's when you actually make progress as right. opposed to, Hey, I'm just going to get, I'm going to be better. Well, yeah. Better at what? And that's, and that's one thing I think. And then as you're taking coaching, you can't take all of it. You've got to say, okay, Hey, all right, I'm going to process it. I'm going to understand how I receive it. I'm going to understand who it is that I'm getting it from. And now I'm going to take that one point from this. I'm going to take notes, yeah. whatever, get it all down. But I'm going to take one point out of this conversation. And if they see me apply at least one of those points, now they're going to realize, okay, he actually listens. He takes coaching. I'm going to invest more of my time, more of my resources into mentoring, coaching, leading this person because they are actually taking what I give them and tangibly making an impact. You know, to that point where that becomes even more important as, a, as receiving that type of coaching is when you're new to something. Mm. Obviously, it's important no matter what stage you're in, but when you're brand new to something and you get thrown 18 different mm-hmm. things that you can get better at, I think that point is so true that yeah. don't try to get all get good at all. So you're 18. comparing yourself yeah. to the trainer that's been there right. for, for 10 years. And so in your, Yeah, in your mind, you're sitting there thinking, oh, there's all this stuff that I got to work on. And then, they, and then they add something else after you feel like you're starting to get gets you know yeah, traction yeah. on something so when you're brand new especially that's a great piece of advice is yeah. try to focus on one thing okay so uh the last thing that that we'll talk about Darren's is getting ADD over here <laughs> we gotta wrap this up he, 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 he blew his water up for 15 minutes and <laughs> <laughs> you brought the best out of you in that first 15 yeah, minutes Right, which we're probably going to edit out. Exactly. If you're wondering what we're talking about, <laughs> we're not editing that out. So, so the next one. thing is the next one is is start towards coaching. So whatever criticism you get, don't don't look at it as oh he's criticizing me, he's putting me down, he's being critical. Always take it as coaching. Everything that someone, every feedback that you get from someone can be applied towards coaching. So if you're wondering, oh my gosh, is he, is he just being an, an ass or is he coaching me? Always lean towards coaching. Yeah. Always lean and take that. Because here's what it is. Is now you're controlling your scenario, your your uh, uh, surroundings, and you're controlling what you're taking in as opposing as opposed to letting them control you. Now you're taking it, and I'm going to, however you deliver it, whoever you are, you know, whatever point it is, I'm going to make sure that I take that one thing and I'm going to receive it as coaching and not criticism right? because then you control it and you're in control, it, not the other person. Is it crazy that I always think of everything as coaching? He's back. I mean, no, is it crazy that I don't think it, I mean, like criticism is like, so what? No. Really? I mean, seriously. Like yeah. I, I get, cause all our lives, think about it as athletes, we've been criticized our entire life. Mm. Do you really, I mean, when people give you advice, okay, I'll give you an example. Tyler, you work your ass off at work. You do the same, Ben, right? At work, right? You're at work. You work your ass. You know what you what you can provide, right? Mm-hmm. You know what your strengths and your weaknesses are, right? Mm-hmm. So when someone has some criticism that they throw out your way, mm-hmm. you know what you do, mm-hmm. right? You know the value that you bring. And I think this is what a lot of the listeners need to understand is understand the value that you bring as well before. Mm-hmm. So when someone does criticize you, don't take, don't get butt hurt yeah. by it. Just understand it, like you just said, Tyler. Find that one nugget that they mentioned, and then run with it. Don't get. Don't, I mean, that's the biggest problem that we have today is that people can't take criticism, and because they can't, 
take criticism. It's paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. Now I was like, oh my God, he just went in on me. I can't do anything it's right. It's Look unfair. at this person over there. They're doing yeah. the same thing and they're not getting Exactly. You want to point the fingers. Look, man, just take it for what it is. But just know that if you're working, if you're doing, I, I think a lot of the criticism comes in why people get butthurt is because they feel like, well, maybe I'm not doing that. Yeah. Or I'm dispensable. I'm dispensable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think to your point, you have to know your value. Yes. You have to be confident in who you are and that you can contribute. But at the same time, also know where you don't add value. Mm-hmm. Understand where you can grow. Because whether you're in an industry for 30 years or three months, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You There's always something that, okay, I know, for example, let's just talk about real estate. I can knock it out of the park in far North Dallas. Like mm-hmm. I know that market as well as anybody I think out there. And I know that I can, but now if it's talking about a national account portfolio that I've got to manage, there's, and someone gives me criticism on a deal that I'm doing in Chicago. Yeah. I better learn because I know that I can't add a ton of value there yet. Right. Until I take the coaching. So just being aware of, okay, look, I'm confident that I'm going to add value because I work hard. I do all the things, you know, whatever. But also understand, okay, where are my weaknesses? And if you're not if you're not in tune with that and and where maybe that, okay, there's a lot of room that I can grow here. If you're not mm-hmm. in tune with that and just think, well, yeah. I'm just I'm this and I'm that. You can't tell me what to do because I'm the best at this. Well, you're no one's gonna be the best at everything. Right. True. Right? Whether whether you're a Nobel Peace Prize winner scientist, tell you what. He's probably not going to be able to talk you through a Tampa two and you know why the Tampa two is getting beat left and right. But right. in the early two thousands, it was a dominant mm-hmm. defense, mm-hmm. right? Like he's not going to be able to do that. You, there's always room that you can grow, no matter what it is. But so being in tune with what your value is, but then also understanding where the limit of that value is and where you can grow. All right. How much do you think of it, it comes to the fact of how you grew up as well, and how you receive coaching? I think it's huge. Yeah, I mean, I think any, everything is life experiences and what you've gone through yeah. but i think of dads right and i think of of uh, we'll just speak about boys right in the delivery that fathers or <clears throat> role models and you know darren you know your dad was there and then not there yeah. and your mom took that role you know whoever the leader is how they coached and how they put that into you it shapes you completely different right you know, my dad was very much like, I'm going to let you learn. And I'm going to let you fail. I'm going to let you not be good. And I'm not going to tell you how to do it until you ask me. When you ask me, then I'm going to give you my thoughts. But I'm not going to push onto you of how. Now, that's completely separate from discipline. I'm mm-hmm. talking about that's like growth, learning, and stuff like that. So he was very strict on discipline. Like, okay, hey, here's the line. You cross it. Your, your hands are on the piano bench after a shower, butt naked, <laughs> hey, dripping wet. <laughs> And that ping pong paddle is going to get you. Right. Right. Uh, and I knew that, but he was also very the specific yeah, setup yeah, for, yeah, for getting your ass whipped. <laughs> <laughs> what if you don't have a piano or a ping pong paddle? Yeah. <laughs> a couple of those. Bro. Anyways, but, but for me, so I take coaching a lot on how my dad was. So it was, I, I that's why I ask mm. because like, I want to, I want to, I know if I'm going to get the content that I need, I've got to go ask that. Right. Anything that is given to me, I process as discipline. Right. Whereas if it's growth and learning, I want to, I want to go and ask, and and I, I'm hungry to learn it. Mm-hmm. And that was how I was raised. So that's how it shaped me. I think for for you, it's it's yeah, a different, it's different story. Like my, like I'll give you an example. Like my mother. So my mother raised me, and then my my uncles played a huge role in my life. 
So my mother raised me and she, she was a talker. She would discipline. Sometimes you get a spanking, but she would discipline in a, in a way. You look like a kid that didn't get many spankings. Oh no, dude. Yeah. I used to get take L's <laughs> like losses big time. So sometimes you got one, but then she would talk to you and tell you why That's these good. things are happening. Right. Yeah. There was always a yeah. talk, like yeah. the talk. Sometimes I was like, mom, just, 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 whip I my get ass. It. <laughs> just, just whip my ass. I'm good. I don't need the talking to. Right. My two uncles, especially my uncle Sam, who was a big man, he was in and out of prison. Both my uncles, in and out of prison. He was a little different, and, and he was in my life at a, at a, at a young age. Is your mom's brother? My mom's brother. Okay. Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So I would work with them in the, in, in the summertime, and their sense of discipline and how they coached me and talked to me was totally different to my mother. My mother never said a cuss word. I rarely... If I, ever hear my mother say a cuss word so hopefully she doesn't listen to this, yeah, to this podcast oh my god your mouth body what mouth. about you <laughs> <laughs> anywho that's ben gibbs mom oh. made mention uh but anyway my uncles would go in like i thought my name was mother <laughs> i thought that was my name for the longest time because that's what they called me mother come here you little mother yep about you know what i mean that's how yeah. it was they, yeah. mf mf all the time that was my name but they were street dudes. So I would take hard, hardcore criticism. And I remember early, being early on, just like, that's just how men talk to each other. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just how it is. So I, I grew up thinking, like having hard coaches and being like, that didn't yeah, phase me. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 do it, I do it or I get more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. It, How about you, Ben? We haven't heard your story yet. Yeah, You're I don't even know what are we just, about? Hey, he's you just made it. Hey, he's you just made hey, it over. Hey, he's hey, over yeah. here criticizing uh, us. Right? Yeah. He fell asleep. the whole time, yeah. just coach, coaching us. Right? What was the last ten minutes about? <laughs> no, seriously, what was the question? <laughs> no, I, I mean, what, <laughs> what I'm dealing dead with. serious. This what is the guy. Thanks for tuning in to Darren Woodson Show, where we discuss. We've hit that hour mark. Where we where we discuss little boys peeing and coaching. No, nah, Ben, uh, you being raised and how, how, how you were raised affect how you receive coaching. I don't know, man. I think you guys nailed it. No, man. No. <laughs> hey. Oh, hell no. You got to talk. <laughs> no, I think early on for me, I was the, the booty, you know, very sensitive to, to coaching. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why. I guess it's just personality. Uh, but if you gave me feedback growing up, and, and I was coached all my life. I played sports all my life. It was it was immediately defense mode defense. I'm de- getting defensive of of you know trying to protect what I my product that I just put out there, and I'm not sure when it switched. Uh, probably college sometime when it when it turned in my head. Maybe just maturity of hey, it, every time you get coached, it's not somebody's not attacking you personally. Right. In fact, they're probably co- coaches used to say. I coach you harder if I believe in you. If yeah. if you're one of the ones that when I stop yelling, when I stop, problem, that's worrying, the problem. Yeah. And I didn't get that as a kid. I, I didn't understand that. Uh, partly because I sucked at you know I, I wasn't a, a you know one of the top players. I would think uh, it's probably had something to do with it. So maybe I got more coaching than than others. But I think as a kid, it was always very I was very sensitive to that. Mm. And uh, again, I, I guess it switched in college when when I started to realize no, they have my best interests at heart. This is this is really helping me out. Um, is that all the steps, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, this sounds really put together, 
that, that us three ogres probably <laughs> couldn't have done ourselves. Where did you get that? Because I'm going to suggest a book too. Yeah. You. So, so there's a book called Resilience, um, and it was uh, done by the Harvard Law. Harvard. I think it's Harvwa. Harvwa, <laughs> like the V. I think the V some, is somewhat some silent. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so, so Harvard Publishing, and so, so it's a compilation of, of three different authors, um, and they talk about resiliency. And, and we, as a company, read this book right now through this mm-hmm. pandemic and understanding, okay, what are the traits of resiliency, and and how do the resilient people make it through times like this, and what are those traits? And then there's an entire chapter on coaching, and mm-hmm. so those points that we talked about is what we pulled yep. from that. Um, and so it's it is it's a it's an easy read. Yes. It's a really it easy is. read. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, us dumb. And I got to say it. that yeah. to get through it, yeah. it really, it, it really is a, a good book. And I mean, you could finish it yeah. in an evening, really. An- another good book. It's not about coaching specifically, but Jocko Willink, uh, former Navy SEAL, he now goes around and speaks to companies and helps with their leadership. He wrote a book, probably the best book I've ever read called Extreme Ownership. Darren, I, you got, you got me <laughs> don't look at me like yeah, that. You didn't Darren. give me the book. I you gave you that the book, book long I ago. The, I, was, I was too busy. You haven't even, company book you haven't even cracked it. Yeah, Dude, I gave this to you a year ago. No, not you, but okay. I'll, hey, it's my no. next one. I'm done it, with resilience. extreme ownership. It just, it talks about the importance of taking ownership of yourself because that's all you can control. And you can apply that to the coaching world. It, if you're receiving coaching is taking ownership of your actions, how you receive coaching, all that good stuff. But it's just such a good perspective on, Hey, owner, own your own actions. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anybody else. And again, it, it and we talked about earlier, where's the message coming from? This guy's done, you know, everything there is to do. And, and think about it from a perspective that ownership, if you are coaching someone else and you are a leader, put yourself in that, on that other side, am I going to want to coach someone that doesn't want to take my coaching or doesn't take ownership of their shortcomings or their actions? Be the person that people want to coach. Yeah. Be that person. Yeah, that's good. Because again, that, that is free knowledge that people are offering you with their experiences. Right. And, and you talked about like, don't take it, don't take financial advice from broke people, yeah. but it's the same thing. It's, it's, those are experiences. These other people are sharing experiences they went through that they failed and they're sharing that experience with me. So I don't have to be broke. So I don't have to go through those things. And so I, I just be the person that, that takes ownership because nothing is more annoying. And I always joke about like, okay, hey, I'm always a guy asking questions and stuff like that. But if I was the first one to mess up, if I was, I'm the first one to take ownership that that was me. Yep. I tell you what, and even, even beyond that to where like, Hey, if my running back made a bad read, but my block wasn't super, super clean, like I'm, I'm taking it on, on the chin mm-hmm. because that was my fault. Cause I wasn't perfect. Then people want, okay, I get it. So now we can fix that because exactly. you recognized it. Yeah. Be, be able to receive coaching because you recognize, okay, I messed up mm-hmm. because people want to connect with that so much more. So yeah. Yeah. that's, that's it, man. I think Ben, Ben's ready to get out of here. What well, else? No, now you want to talk. Yeah. Now he we fell asleep on us, dog. A few more, yeah. few more yeah. things. Number one, hopefully you listen to this point. <laughs> Can you say it with a little bit more, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dog. 
Show them, man. You, hey, what's well, the, what's the artist? What's that? Bo- what's the art? The, the, the pretty little trees over here. He's <laughs> putting us to sleep over here, Ben. Come on. Hey, no, seriously. If you listen to that whole thing, you got through the first fifteen minutes. DM us on Instagram, and you're we gonna get a know. gift. You're gonna get a gift because that's impressive that you stuck with us through that. So sorry about that. Uh, no, but seriously, follow us on Instagram at Darren Woodson Show. We've got a YouTube channel, which is cool because it allows you to actually see. Uh, behind the scenes, our guests, us, all that good stuff. Uh, same with Instagram. You're gonna get you get content that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Uh, have had a lot of downloads, a lot of great response to on the podcast app. So we really, really appreciate that. Keep reviewing. Share. Keep, keep sharing. Keep sharing. Yeah. Darren's yeah. finally subscribed to the show, so that's a big <laughs> win. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys.